Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. One difficulty that many people encounter in thinking through Stoic ethics has to do with the status of what the Stoics called the indifference, the adiaphora, those things that are neither bad nor good, but somehow neutral, in between. They lack the kind of value that is genuine moral goodness or badness. Doesn't mean that they lack value altogether, but they're not the good or the bad. And this is something that gets brought up in On the Ends, book three, right at the very beginning as a criticism of the Stoic system. And the worry here is framed quite simply. It's, listen, you Stoics are super hardliners. You say that only the virtues or only moral rightness is good and only moral wrongness or the vices are bad. So you've got all this other stuff in between. You don't really take a stand on that. You throw all of human life into some kind of confusion or an inability to discriminate and decide between the things that we have to handle in our day-to-day life. Because not everything is about being virtuous all the time. There's all this other stuff that you Stoics admit are indifference. What are those indifference? Things like health and sickness or poverty and wealth or good fame and honor or social disgrace or whether you get the job or not. Or we could go on and on and on and on with examples of these. And you can find plenty of those discussed as examples not only in On the Ends book three, but in lots of other literature on or about the Stoics. So is this really the Stoic position? It was the position of somebody who was quite close to the Stoics, somebody who actually studied with Zeno, the founder of Stoicism, and that is this guy Aristo of Chios, who, among other things, he took some of the Stoic system and he said, this stuff over here, the ethics, this is great. Physics and logic, I'm getting rid of that. That's worthless. I don't have to study any of that sort of stuff in order to do ethics right. And it was a very hardliner on ethics, exactly the sort of thing that Cato in Cicero's On the Ends is having sort of thrown in his face. Aristo said, you've got the good, you've got the bad, and everything else in between doesn't matter at all. It is strictly speaking indifferent. He liked that part of the Stoic doctrine and everything that was indifferent was totally indifferent. He said, all you got to do is avoid being bad, avoid being vicious and be virtuous and don't worry about anything else. Now, is that the Stoic position? That's going to be a problem that the Cato has to argue against. What are the implications of this? Well, if only virtue matters, there's no way or even any need to rank or select or do anything with indifference. Whether you're sick or healthy, doesn't matter. Whether you're wealthy or poor, doesn't matter. None of that makes a difference at all. So what is the Stoic view? The Stoic view says that indifference 
They are indifferent in that they don't make a difference to whether you are virtuous or vicious. You can't pile up any amount of wealth or bodily health or any other advantage of that sort, good looks, fame. You can't put any of those things together and get virtue or moral goodness and thereby happiness out of that. If you're a vicious person, doesn't matter how much money you've got in the bank, doesn't matter how many you know clones you've got lined up to harvest organs from so you can live on forever rejuvenated, doesn't matter how many cars you've got in your garage or any, any of those sorts of things, how many people you've got, let's say they're your friends that are going to be there for you. None of that matters. You're a vicious person. You're going to act viciously. You're going to be miserable. Likewise, if you're a good person, if you have virtue, you can take away all those other things and you're still going to be virtuous. So indifference don't make a difference that way, but they do make a difference in all sorts of other things. It's not as if they lack value altogether. The Stoics say that some indifference are preferred and some are rejected. That is, they have a, a kind of secondary value. So health is something that is preferred and it's preferred not only for its own sake, the Stoics would say it's not good, but it's preferred or it's advantageous to be healthy. And it's also advantageous because it leads to other things. If you're healthy, you'll probably look better. You'll probably be able to make more money. You'll probably be able to discharge the duties that you have to your friends and family or country or whatever it's going to be. You'll have a longer life. Whereas if you're, if you're sick all the time, those things, you know, the opposites of that will be the case, right? So indifference do make a difference. They just don't make a difference to virtue. They don't make virtue what it is. They don't make you a good person. And the virtues themselves do in fact bear upon the indifference. Much of what count as the virtues for the Stoics, and let's you know remember what those are, the cardinal virtues, wisdom, justice, temperance, and courage, much of that has to do with all that realm of things that in themselves don't really matter, but how we comport ourselves, how we use them, what we do with those things does in fact make a difference. And so Cicero is going to have Cato at several points make some very interesting observations. The first of these is in section 12, where he says that it is indeed proper, the word there is propria, it's translated here in this text as essential, it's of the essence of virtue, to exercise some sort of choice. Choice where? Among the things that are in accordance with nature. Now, virtue itself is in accordance with nature, right? And virtuous actions are in accordance with nature, our human nature fully developed. But there's an entire realm of indifference that are still in accordance with nature. They just don't have a positive moral value. They have a value in other respects. And virtue makes choices among them. It ranks them in relation to each other. It chooses them and rejects the things that are not in accordance with nature. Or if you have to choose between multiple ones, which ones do you act? actually select. If you have to choose, say, between health and wealth, or choose between the job that you really enjoy but doesn't make that much money, and the job that you don't really enjoy that much but isn't onerous, and you might make more money in that. These are the sorts of things where virtue makes selections. And he, he goes on and he says, Philosophers who make all things absolutely equal, rendering them indistinguishable either as better or worse, leaving no room for selection. And the word there, selection, is selectione, right? 
leaving no room for that to be used, to be employed, have abolished virtue itself. There's something that has to do with the nature of virtue that it extends out into the world of indifference and makes choices about them. This is even more the case if we think about one virtue in particular, which has, you could say, a super status among the Stoics, and that is wisdom. Because if you think about things that are in accordance with nature and making choices and we might say prioritizing or rank ordering or however you want to talk about your decision making process, if it's virtuously oriented, justice, courage and temperance will be informing the way those choices work. And that's how justice, courage and temperance are going to, to be enacted, are going to show themselves. Wisdom even more requires that. So in section 50, later on, he's going to say, and then he says this a little bit earlier on as well, a similar formulation. If we maintained that all things were absolutely indifferent, the whole of life would be thrown into confusion. Everything would be all mixed up together. He says, as it is by Aristo. So he's rejecting Aristo's point of view. And no function or task could be found for wisdom, for the virtue of wisdom. A little bit earlier, he talks about prudence not being able to be used there. And prudence and wisdom are really, in this respect, synonyms for the same virtue, the same disposition of the human being. And the Latin here is, there would be no munus or opus, right? Opus is actually doing something, a deed, right? There'd be no function, there'd be no point or task to having wisdom. Wisdom is about actually making choices within the world, well-informed choices. He goes on a little bit further and he says, why is this the case? There would be no distinction between things that pertain to the conduct of life and no choice would need to be exercised. And this is precisely where in the discussion he brings up this notion of indifference. And he says, here's how the Stoics handled this idea. So when it comes to indifference, we should in fact choose the preferred indifference. We should do so in a way that's oriented by and ordered by the virtues. So we don't just pursue wealth for its own sake to the detriment of everything else. We pursue it within a framework that makes sense, that's organized by wisdom, that is enacted by justice, courage, and temperance. And so there's a very important relationship in Stoicism that is lacking in some other doctrines like that of Aristo and perhaps even that of Cynicism, closely related to Stoicism, that has to do with the role of the indifference in how virtue works and expresses itself and orients its own self. And so this would have to do with the nature of human happiness, because for the Stoics to be virtuous is to be happy. Virtue is necessary and sufficient for happiness. But that means that we have to not just withdraw from everything else and say, ah, oh, the world doesn't matter anything other than virtue. To really have virtue means to be engaged with the things of the world and making good choices among them. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.